You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's bring in our man, Scott Gobranson. Scott, what's up, buddy? Downtown Scott. What's happening? <laughs> what's happening, gentlemen? Good man, we're good. Scott, uh, Scott Gobranson, Silver and Black today, uh, our fine, fine Raiders insider here. I've got to share something with you. Thought just crossed my mind uh, this morning as I started to formulate what this show might look like, thinking about our conversation together, Scott. And obviously, we talk a lot about the Raiders. We'll talk about some different things that we think may happen here in the upcoming days. But fair to say, Scott, the the Raiders low expectations, probably under the radar a bit this year. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's the the perfect way to put it. In fact, that's something that I've been talking a lot about because look, the, the matter of fact is the Raiders offensively look like they're going to put it together. If, if Jimmy can stay on the field, of course, defensively, it's just a little bit of an unknown. They seem to have gotten better there, but yeah, you know, last year, I think people were high on the Raiders. They got disappointed and I'm talking about media. I'm talking about fans. I'm talking about everybody. And so this year, nobody's giving them a shot. So I, I wrote actually a piece about this up on sportsnot.com about how I think it's their strategic advantage this year because mm. nobody's expecting anything. So if they can put it together, do the work in the building, do it quietly, just go about your business, maybe they can turn some heads. Maybe they can end up doing a little better than everybody's expecting them to do. And so what Scott just did right there is that big thought I was setting up. <laughs> he was telling you is not original. He's saying, yes, D'Lo, you stupid idiot. It is in the Raiders' best interest to fly under the radar because I was thinking, I just, and Kenny and I talk about this a lot. I think we talked about this with you last week. I understand why people are frustrated with him. I understand why people are down on him, especially that year, especially the way I feel about Josh McDaniels. But I keep looking at them like I, th- I think a little bit higher of, 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 of Jimmy Garoppolo than a lot of other paper people do. Not quite as high as my partner does, but I think I like higher... You than most people do. I love Josh Jacobs. There's still some pieces there I like. I have questions about the coach, but I like some of the things I saw in this preseason. Like, man, they might just win enough games where people aren't paying attention that they can make mistakes, make corrections. They can function on a week-to-week basis without being this, like, massive disappointment. There's no Derek Carr watch anymore. Like, I think it works in their benefit to be as under the radar as they are, as you beautifully laid out in your column. No, see, we just, we, great minds think alike. So we're just on the same wavelength, man. It's all good. But yeah, I think so too. I mean, look, the first part of the season's brutal from a schedule standpoint. If they get through that pretty well and are playing pretty good football, then I think you'll start to feel some excitement around that. You might just, might just see people change their minds about that. But they got Josh Jacobs back in the building. I told you guys that would happen. I was a week late. I thought he'd be there by the first week. He's there by the two weeks out. So uh, I think they got offense done. Now it's just going to be, can those young players on defense do it? 
they really like what they have. They made a trade today. They traded Neil Farrell Jr. to the Chiefs in the division. That never happens. Yeah. Uh, that's because they feel good about their rookies up front. And so uh, we'll see how that defense can hold together. If it plays middle of the pack at best and, and they can get a top 10 offense, guys, then uh, this team might be able to cook. There, the, you mentioned the schedule, and you talk about how you know it starts off, you know, difficult. Um, this is all right now on August 29th. Like, we don't know how it could be completely easy where all these teams are, you know, destroyed by. We don't know, but just looking at what we look right now, I'd say the whole schedule is tough. I'm looking at it yeah. right now, and outside of August 22nd at the Bears. Maybe in December 31st at Indianapolis, I see all playoff teams. These are all teams that mm. I would bet to make the playoffs. Now, you can do whatever you want with um, the Chargers and the Broncos. You know, maybe one doesn't get in, the other does, or whatever the case may be. But, man, I don't, I don't see any soft touches on the schedule. And I think, I, I think we're all in agreement as to this team can be better than what people give them credit for. But I think when you talk about actually talking uh, about a uh, a win total and predicting a win total, that's when that schedule looks you in the face and be like, man, how can I how can I predict more than six wins for this mm-hmm. team? Yeah, I, I had them at seven, but I'll and and I and I think that's realistic if you look at what they've been able to do in the division. I'm one of the only people I think left in America who thinks the Broncos will be overrated. Mm. But um, when you look inside the division, still a tough division. doesn't matter if they are or not. Uh, although the Raiders have had the upper hand mm. over the Broncos and they're open the season there. But you look at that first, that first six games and the number of road games and you don't mm. even get a home game uh, until week four. Right. So, so it's, it's one of those situations where it's going to be a big test and you're right. It's hard to see that. But like you said, you don't know what you don't know yet. Some of these teams may be look like playoff teams and not be. I mean, we look at Detroit. Detroit's supposed to be a pretty good team this year. Everybody seems to love Detroit. We always get disappointed by a handful of teams, and a handful of teams always surprise us every year as well. I'll throw uh, New England in there as those non-playoff teams. As well. I don't think they're going to make it. Yeah, and, and these are all these, these are all assumptions, projections, predictions. That's 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 all they are. Except for when it comes to me, it's a spoiler. <laughs> Just saying, it is what it is. I, 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 we can run the tape back from the four in, four out last year. I was on it. Okay. Do you, you, rem- you, rem- you remember your four in, four out last year? No, I know. Okay. I, I know. <laughs> right. I know I had the Raiders out, though. You did have the Raiders out. I do remember yeah. that vividly. You had, had the, the Raiders, Raiders out. out. And I, I, I think I had the Steelers in. But, um, that was a smart move. Yeah. Okay. This <laughs> little Kenny Caraway love fest can Scott stop knows. right now. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. We'll do four in, four out next week <laughs> as we lead into. Uh, week one of the NFL season, uh, Scott. Any, any, in your opinion, I guess, any surprise cuts coming here in the next day or two? Uh, not for the Raiders. I mean, look, they've they've already made some moves that we know about as far as the wide receiving core. Keelan Cole's gone. It looks like Christian Wilkerson was a guy who uh, played really well in the preseason. I didn't think he was going to make it, but by some of the cuts they've made so far, he might. He really connected. With Aiden O'Connell, uh, they really had a nice uh, connection there. So, so some of those guys there, but I don't expect any real big surprises from the Raiders today. Uh, I do expect them to make some more moves. As you guys know, 
how volatile the roster is between today because everybody thinks, well, it's final cutdown day. Yes, but then teams are scouring the waiver wire, looking at who's going where, and they're going to make more moves. So a guy might make it today to come in tomorrow and be gone already. So um, I don't, but I don't anticipate any big thing. I do expect them to make a move to bolster that linebacker room because it's not very good. Uh, It's not terrible, but it's not very good. It's very slow. And in that division, if you don't have some speed at that linebacker position, you're going to be in trouble covering the likes of Travis Kelsey. So that's what I would expect them to do over the next several days. Do you, uh, Scott, believe that Jimmy Garoppolo plays and starts all 17 games, even if he's healthy? Uh, No, sir. Mm. (laughs) I don't. I don't think I don't think he makes it just based on the data we have. Maybe he does, but if you go on a previous record and what he's done and what he did in, there in San Francisco, I just don't see it happening. Uh, so you got to figure a couple games, two, three games maybe, uh, and that's why I think that backup quarterback position is so important. So we might be able to see the kid get some real NFL action when it comes to. But who knows? Maybe this is the year uh, like he had before where Jimmy G is healthy, his offensive line stays uh, uh, solid for him and protects him, and they get something going. I mean, he's got a lot of tools there in Las Vegas as well, so we'll see. But uh, I think people are a little bit suspect of whether or not he can get there all 17 games. Well, well, well Scott, like I said, maybe that was my fault. I didn't, I didn't word it correctly. What I was really hitting at is at some point this year, do you believe – a the new Derek Carr, Aiden O'Connell, comes in for a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo. Just, hey, I think the team needs a spark. We're going with Aiden this week. Do you think that happens at all this year if Jimmy's healthy? Well, I think it could, and I'll tell you the only way it does, and it, and it goes again back to what he did as a 49er. We, we were talking to Sean Salisbury on our show yesterday, uh, and he was talking about he loves Jimmy Garoppolo, but he says a lot of times what you see Jimmy do is Jimmy won't make the easy throws that you need to make in a day on a, on a game by, by game basis. Sometimes it's not the stuff that he's getting going long down the field or any of that. It's just the simple stuff that he seems to get into a funk. And so he seemed to think that that could be an opportunity where sometimes you're just going to sit on and say, Hey, listen, man, get your stuff together. We're going to put in the rookie and see what he does. Not long lasting, but I do think you could see it depending on how they feel about O'Connell and how he's developing and getting through uh, the regular season. So, so yeah, I think it's a possibility, but I don't think you'll have a situation where uh, long-term this season, Aiden O'Connell's pushing Jimmy Garoppolo for the starting role. I just don't see that happening. I have a lot of questions and intrigue regarding the new Derek Carr, but I like Jimmy Garoppolo. I think Jimmy, I'm betting on Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> not like not literally betting because I don't yeah. do that, but I'm betting on Jimmy Garoppolo having a good season. I think Jimmy's going to be But D'Lo, you, can, you cannot call him the new Derek Carr. You're going to kill Raider fans who half of them are so glad that they've rid themselves of Derek oh, Carr. No. You're going you're gonna to kill them because they're like, wait a minute, we got rid of that guy. I'm uh, just and, – and I'm, they're, they're, I'm just so strongly against giving a number. Look, I, I'm not talking about you got to retire Derek Carr's number. Or, you know, the, the Jimmy Garoppolo. They did. Was it? Uh, is it Ronnie Bell that has number ten? Yes. Like, yes. can we wait a year before we? Like, Derek Carr was the the, the, the Raiders' quarterback for a long, for a good chunk of years. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, you got a new quarterback in there who looks a little like Derek Carr with his helmet on, and he's got the number four on. Like, I'm calling the kid the new Derek Carr for now. Until he goes out there and cuts it up, which, I mean, he, I really enjoyed watching him in the preseason. But, again, 
I'm banking on uh, some Jimmy Garoppolo success at the quarterback position. You, you know what? If he was alive, you know what? Who would have insisted that Aiden O'Connell take number four? Al Davis. <laughs> I, see, I, I, can, I can absolutely he see that. I can absolutely see he that. He would have. He would have Give said, like, hey, he's, he's done. Mm-hmm. I didn't Once like Once a Raider, DC always anyway. a Raider, but he's not a Raider right now. That's a terrible impersonation. Give That's him your number word. four. That's your word. I didn't like DC anyway. Okay, stop it. That we didn't it. need him out there. He didn't get us over the top. You that almost sounds like your Boston guy. Stop it. <laughs> well, he's from New York. I was well, from New York. Well, well, Boston and New York aren't the same place. They're not. Boston's way worse. <laughs> You're <laughs> listening to D'Lo and KC on KIFM West Sacramento on that eight point five FM Carex QHD two Sacramento ESPN thirteen twenty. Always live on the free Odyssey app. I was just gonna say, who's this guy, okay. Scott? Thank you. I like him. Like, I need a fast receiver. It's like once it's, speed wins. It's like that scene in National Lampoon's Vacation. Sometimes you just gotta let him finish. You just gotta let him go. Just yeah. gotta let him go. He's on a roll. Surprised at all that Damian Williams got cut? You know, I'm not surprised he got cut because he got no carries until that last game, mm-hmm. and he looked great. I mean, he was like I, I was telling somebody else the other day. He was he was the leading rusher if you look yards per per rush, everything. Uh, but for some reason. He just never got the the opportunity, and and it's disappointing because I think Zamir White again. You, here's where the politics come in when it comes to roster building. Right, Zamir White was a, a draft pick of Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler last year. He came in, didn't look particularly great. Uh, Damian Williams comes in, does really really well, and look who gets cut. So they're not going to let that young talent go because they obviously don't want to have egg on their face about it. But uh, I have a feeling he'll catch on somewhere else. But he really didn't get any carries before yeah. before that game. Didn't get any carries, and that was disappointing because I thought that room could use another veteran. But I think once they also got uh, got the deal done with Josh Jacobs, they felt like, okay, we're good. We can move on. With the, the speaking of Josh Jacobs, deal's done. He's he's with the team. Everything is is settled the way uh, Raider fans and everybody wanted to see. Is this just a short lived situation? Do you believe that they're going to have a long-lasting uh, marriage between the two? Like, Are we going to be in the same position next year or two years from now? Are they looking at him as a franchise running back, or did they just get the deal done right now um, for the sake of this season? It's a good question, and I think, I think it's a short-lived relationship. I think you look at next year. They can tag him again next year, by the way. A lot of people had that question, and they can even though they they superseded the tag this year, still can tag him next year. But I think, again, every year running back goes on and you get more tread off the tire, so to speak, uh, your value goes down. And we know uh, we've, we've talked many times with you on the show about that position being devalued already. Mm-hmm. So now you get to year five and six and it just drops off. There's, there's nobody who's really uh, – escape that i mean yeah you have the christian mccaffrey deal which is a whole different thing and he's a different kind of player uh but you look at that outside of him i mean who's been that consistent past that 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 four or five year period and nobody has so i think what you'll see is i think you'll see the raiders um again tell them hey we're going to tag you next year uh and and if they are able to draft draft a running back which i think they will then they'll start to go that young route unless something drastically changes and i hope for him he has a great year so he can go out in the market and get what he wants or if the Raiders want to, they give them some kind of deal where it's like a two-year deal, but they have some sort of out after year two. But will he want to sign for two years uh, only if he, let's say, wins the rushing title again? I don't know. He's going to have to do what's best for him. But I think that they're both happy now, and you take it one season at a time. 
which reminds me, we'll we'll talk about this in depth in a few minutes, but the fakest news story in the NFL this week where Jonathan Taylor was allowed to seek a trade allegedly uh, has come to a conclusion, yeah. and you'll be stunned to learn he wasn't traded. Mm. You'll also <laughs> be stunned to learn the Colts were never going to trade him. But again, we'll talk more about that later. Scott had the chance to be in Las Vegas this weekend. Man, that stadium is flawless. That Allegiant nice. Stadium is absolutely you. incredible. It, it's pretty cool, man. I'll <laughs> tell you what. And the, a lot of people were upset when it first started getting built because of the location. But even this year, it's starting to develop. It's developed slowly around there, too. So you have the beautiful facility, which you were obviously in, and saw how nice it is to not only watch a game, walk around. You weren't there for a game yet, but the food mm-hmm. service, everything is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But then around, they're starting to develop, putting some hotels up. Mm. putting restaurants around there now too. So I think another couple seasons and you're actually going to want to be around there because it was very industrial area. Now it's starting to switch over and we'll see that change over time. But yeah, yeah I guess one of the nice new facilities, I guess not knowing what it was before, like there's a bridge that just walks you right over to like Mandalay Bay yeah. and Luxor and some of, you know, on that side of the strip, we were staying on the yeah. other side of the strip where the Venetian is, but it was an easy walk back to, Las Vegas, you know, where all the lights and, 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 and glitz and glamour are, it was, it was no problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they closed, they closed that bridge during games. So, uh, it could just be a huge pedestrian bridge Yeah, and they got vendors out there with food and drink and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it's a good time. Uh, as long as it's not 120 degrees outside. Well, well that. yeah, yeah. Scott, uh, we, we need, <laughs> we're trying to get people together, um, and get a head count. We're, we're getting one of the, uh, Winfield club booths. Oh, and um, yep. we want to know if you're in. I mean, do you you got a you got a stack on, on the booth? Are we what's up? I'll, I'll be in. I'll be in. Are you kidding me? Hang out with you guys. It'd be a blast. Well, Kenny's going to front most of the cost it's, of that. I'll so don't listen to him. yeah, don't Kenny, listen to him. Kenny Kenny's going to. That's a, that's a beautiful area. That's where we're absolutely watching a game though. When we go to Allegiant Stadium, uh, it's, Scott. It's thanks as always. Nice. Um, the countdown is on in a major way. The next yes. time we talk to you, yes. so. Uh, we're definitely looking yep. forward to that, and um, we'll tap in with you over the next couple of days, see what's going on as as this roster gets down to 53, man. We appreciate you. Yeah, it'll be fun. I think you're next week getting prepared for week number one, but also I expect some nice roster moves for this team too, so we'll talk about that. Appreciate you guys having me on.